Live. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sarah Fishbine. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Sup Live is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happened in the news explained by your two funniest friends, which is us. The Betches. Um, so Sammy, what's been getting you through this week in Trump's America? The best day of my week so far and potentially my whole year was mm -hmm. the fact that Lala Kemp from Vanderpump Rules came to the office earlier this week and mm -hmm. we talked about feminism with her. If yes. you guys have been following, she is like the new feminist voice of Vanderpump Rules, which is like the least likely place that that would have emerged from. <laughs> so we're actually going to be tacking. We, we recorded an interview with her, which is going to be on the podcast mm -hmm. version of this show. So even if you watch the show, you can still tune into the podcast and hear all the amazing things that Lala had to say. And yeah. Yeah. I it mean, was really great to talk to her. She's fun. She's funny. She looks great. I mean, you won't be able to see her because it is a podcast, but when you're listening to it, know that she looked great. Yeah. You can stalk her on Instagram if you need some proof. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So she's, I really feel like she's kind of like the epitome of like what a sub viewer or like a sub, yes. a sub audience member is. It's someone who's like really fun and like cool yeah. but like also really cares about like what the hell is going on and yeah. wants to like use their voice. So yeah. Lala, we're big fans. You guys should listen to our interview with her. It's mm -hmm. only like 10 minutes. So yeah. And she has a new makeup line coming out. So. Well, the lip stuff's out. She's getting, like, highlighters and all that stuff. Wow. And that was not a paid endorsement. Yes. Okay. Um, and then I think there's one other update on your oh. favorite topic, yeah. which is the Russia investigation. <laughs> this is the other thing that's getting me through the week. Um, so there is an update with the investigation that I think, like, really flew under the radar. Mm -hmm. It was not a big... It was, it was definitely a headline if you're, like, a real close follower of the investigation like I am. Like Sammy. Yeah, I literally, <laughs> I literally live for it. I hope it doesn't ever have to end secretly. Um, so basically, they, there's a new indictment against this really hot, really random but very hot Dutch lawyer. His name is like... Alex. Ari Lyendick Jr. <laughs> no, his name is like Alex Van Der Zwaal or something. Mm -hmm. it's like, he's just like exactly what you would... That Sorry, sounds like a Gossip Girl name. Like, that that would be a character. Yeah, because it sounds like the author's name is Cecily Von Zizagon. And Serena Vanderwoodson. Like, yeah. it's just like, I don't know. Any of them could have been bought. So you see why we care so much. Okay, so basically this lawyer, um, he was indicted for lying to investigators, I think in like... To, about something that happened in 2012. He was indicted for the lie, I believe, in 2016. We'll have to check the details, and I'm going to post a, a swipe up story on our Instagram story mm -hmm. so that you can like read about it yourself and why it's important. Mm -hmm. But the reason this is interesting is that this guy was indicted for lying to investigators, and he's an interesting person because his new father-in-law, he just got married, is a Russian oligarch, and he is- Love a Russian oligarch. My yeah. favorite type of oligarch, said it, I've said it since before this conspiracy came out. Elisa's love, love a Russian oligarch. She's loved them since before they were trendy. Mm -hmm. So his new father-in-law is a Russian oligarch, and he founded this uh, founded a bank called Alpha Bank. Now, for those of you who are like real conspiracy theorists like me, you will remember this the name of this bank because it was mentioned in the Steele dossier as one of the main ways that they moved money around for mm -hmm. the sake of like these illicit things. So some of the details are a little bit like mm -hmm. in the weeds for this show right now, <laughs> but, but we are going to post um, like a story to it on our Instagram story so you can read more about it and stay tuned because I have a feeling that this, even though it went kind of 
kind of under the radar that this is actually like a pretty big thing. Yeah. And if, if you're wondering why Trump was flying off the handle this weekend, I have a feeling that it has something to do with this because he was probably like, shit, like how did Bob Mueller find this random guy? <laughs> but, like if, it's like if I committed a crime and I called some homeless person to, mm-hmm. to be part of the crime. And then Bob Mueller found the homeless person. I'd be like, I'd be like, whoa, he really knows. Mm-hmm. So that's what this feels like to me. And mm-hmm. I'm obviously. But that's another thing about Russian oligarchs. You can't hide them. You can't hide them. I think you can hide them. <laughs> <laughs> but not when you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um, so let's get into yeah. uh, what we're going to be talking about. Obviously, before we get into any political discussion, we have to have a drink. Cheers. So we're having, um, today we are enjoying a nice summer rosé in honor of the fact that it was 70 degrees in February in New York yesterday. You know, if we all have to die from global warming, at least it'll be nice out. I know. I wonder if it's like we're going to kind of get like the nice years where it's like, oh my God. like Yeah. And then our kids great. are the ones who yeah. are like scavenging for food because yeah. there's nothing will grow anymore and like. Exactly. We're like, oh my god, it's 70 degrees in February. And they're like, oh my god, there's lava everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so sad. So our our topic today is basically why we hate Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, This came about... So... You, you can do the intro. Okay, so here's... Obviously, last week, we talked a lot about the Parkland shooting, and surprise, surprise, we're a week out, and people are still talking about it, which is pretty crazy. This is, like... Um, never happened Never before. happened before. It might be because the Kardashians, like, have had all their babies, or... Well, yeah. well we, we have basically until Chloe has her baby to figure this out before the news cycle is hijacked again yes. by some bullshit. <laughs> and really, there was a lot of bullshit that could have hijacked the news cycle. Um, a Playboy bunny is like coming out with a story about how she had sex with Donald Trump. She's putting it in the acquirer. There are a lot of like things that could have co-opted the news story, but because these wonderful teenagers, these beautiful Parkland teens, you know, I've said a lot about things about teens in the past. Now I love them. Um, uh, I find them, I find them scary and bruised. Okay. (laughs) They are. Maybe that's why something's actually happening with that. Yes, that's true. Large groups of teens are scary. So (laughs) So many hormones. (laughs) These teenagers have been doing so much work. They've been putting themselves out there. And unfortunately, um, backlash against them has begun in the form of fake news stories being spread on, of course, Facebook, on Twitter. The first of which being that David Hogg, who you guys might remember, he was kind of like the first Parkland student to come out. He was the one who's a student journalist who posted a bunch of the Snapchat videos, started interviewing his students, and gave like a really impassioned speech on the news. A fake news story about him went viral that said that he's a crisis actor, which you had a good explanation. So for crisis that actor is. is basically someone who is not part of a crisis, but they're a person who has some sort of agenda and they come and will like basically make a huge deal about the crisis in order to like fulfill their agenda. Mm-hmm. So have you ever seen the movie Runaway Jury? Mm-hmm. I think that's actually in Runaway Jury, John Cusack and what's her name, Rachel Weiss, they were crisis actors. Oh. Um, and that was how they got the jury to do that. That was also about mm-hmm. guns. Yeah. You guys should, that was about school shooting. Oh my God, you guys should watch that movie. My mom one time tweeted something mean at John Cusack. Um, (laughs) She she trolled him. And her Twitter account, she doesn't have a picture and it just says her name and a bunch of numbers. So she definitely looked like a Russian bot. And she said, she said, 
he tweeted something about healthcare. I don't know what it was. Or he tweeted something, yeah, about healthcare. And my mom goes, and does your healthcare suck? I think not. I wish I had never followed you. I just found out who you are, and you are not creditable. <laughs> she sounds like a Russian bot. She sounded okay. exactly like a Russian bot. Um, okay. But that's neither here nor there. It's sort of it's, it's sort actually of, here. It's sort of related to what we're talking about today. Yeah. Which is um, the spread of fake news on Facebook. Yeah. So this first came to my attention not from actually watching the news, but because I have a friend, like just a regular twenty-seven-year-old girl, like many of us many of you mm -hmm. and she shows me her phone and she's like what do you think like what's up with this story like what do you think about this story that this guy David Hogg is actually like a 28 year old man and he like was flown in for this crisis and I looked at it and I was like what the hell are you talking about and can you regale us with uh, what the website was called citizensoutpost.com mm -hmm. mm -hmm. so at the moment I was at that time I was like you are one of the people being targeted by Russian bots like you're my friend like how is this happening like how is this happening to my own friend and I was just like Allie like do you look at what you're reading like yeah. do you look at the names of these websites like so whatever later on I go home and I look at the website it's founded in 2000 it's like established 2017 to 2018 you guys can yeah. check it out at the bottom of the site it's like what this isn't yeah. a real website it's like it's one thing to like get your your news that is bullshit from like a fox news or a breitbart but yeah. at least those are like real places like there's yeah. a building you can go to and that's a fox news there, and like there's a face exactly like we i i obviously don't get my news from breitbart i don't hate it but when we talk about facebook like no, sharing fake news. I'm not really talking about Breitbart. Right, right. Like I'm well, talking. They're they're lying, but yes. it's different than like having an external fake bot and sort of like this ar this propaganda army yes. that is spreading fake things. That is made up literally by like. Russian trolls, foreign troll or like just a person that they hire that's like write a fake news story about Hillary Clinton and like they pay him a hundred bucks to like yeah. write it they, like there aren't names associated with these websites Breitbart we know who founded it yeah he's a corpse that's been reanimated um, and is sort of plaguing this earth uh, but we know, his soul is released and we know who he is we know exactly we know who he is he's Steve Bannon and he's doomed to walk this earth until he finds a dermatologist that will see him and that's just sort of his backstory. Um. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I can't be on the show with you sometimes. Okay, it's, it's just incredibly irresponsible because people see this and they really believe it's true, and they don't necessarily have a friend who runs a liberal media company to to, to correct them about it. And it's like you see these people, and like they should, you know, they're all, by all intents and purposes like smart human beings. But like you can't blame them because people tend to believe what they read unless, like, even when you're told that it's fake people believe what they read and it's just so irresponsible of Facebook to continue with this it's like first of all we have the election we're going to talk about that in a second but it's like they nothing has changed with the way that no. they're conducting like the spread of yes. news and like there's like the care about whether something is true or not and they're also they just are pretending like there's nothing that we can do about it. And like, to borrow a phrase from teen icon Emma Gonzalez, like we call BS on that. You have the most sophisticated algorithm. You can 
count you can figure out that a boy that I kissed in 2007 just got on Facebook and send him me and be like do you want to friend her you know like you can you can find out when I thought about earlier in the day buying like a new highlighter and then suddenly that highlighter that I've never even looked up is in my feed so I just don't buy that they can't find a way to Put, at least push down fake news or put a disclaimer on it that's like, this, this isn't a real website. Yeah, but instead of doing that, they're actually using their brilliance to monetize this fakeness, essentially, mm -hmm. is that like, look, we understand, we, we run a media company, we are literally pushing content all day, we understand- We're on Facebook people, right now. Yeah, sadly. So, <laughs> I, yeah, no, we understand what it's like, you wanna get the most excitement out there, you wanna stir emotion in people, you wanna put things that are somewhat, you wanna frame things sensationally, because no one likes something that's moderate and nuanced and boring. Mm -hmm. You wanna make things interesting, we understand that. But the point is that you're not is Sorry, doing guys, that. speaking of interesting, <laughs> Oh my god! Oh dear god. <laughs> oh my, oh my god. god. It smells like this smells like shit. <laughs> oh wow, my god. That was I, a didn't good that, one. I didn't know that. That was honestly one of her best ones ever. Okay. Oh my god. Wow. Oh my god. This is god. better than the glitter. At least it'll like come up. Just this is just a cummy mess. <laughs> this is disgusting. This is so gross. Oh my god. Okay, okay, okay. It was really fun. I mean it is fun to play with, but it actually does smell bad. Yeah. Okay, I don't even remember what we're talking about. This is like what Steve Bannon leaves behind when he goes into a room. <laughs> See, this is what we mean when we say we try to do things that spark emotion. We do, yeah. We are, we just we're do having it. fun here on Facebook.com, but not everybody is. <laughs> okay. Right. Like, we, <laughs> oh my God. Okay, I cleaned it up. You know, I never regret hiring her. Um, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Where so, were we? Okay. Um, so I feel like okay. This this basically let's let's now this is a good segue because now we can talk about the other bit. thing that there okay the other thing that happened and I'll not to be the one to bring up Bob Mueller again but earlier or last week he indicted 13 Russians and three companies for conspiracy to defraud the United States and basically what this indictment says it's 37 pages you can read it if you're um you have like a lot of Adderall I guess um, <laughs> and they were basically. Russia was spending a million dollars a month on essentially Facebook ads. They were they had people who were organizing protests in the United States who they weren't even there. That's the they craziest. literally got some American to construct a fake prison to have someone stand in and pretend to be Hillary Clinton mm -hmm. at a rally. Like the level of intricacy is I don't even think I could pull that off with this in this company. Like, yeah, and it's like, it's like first of all, Facebook knows where its money is coming from. So the fact that they don't have anything in place that's like, huh, a Russian company just bought 3,000 political ads targeted the swing voters in Wisconsin. Like, that doesn't raise a red flag right. in it's, any way, shape, or form to you. And I understand that this hadn't happened before, but like, what's going, like, you don't, right. you guys, there, it, it shows that there's no level of questioning behind the money that they take. They will just take any money from anyone and do what they want as long as it's like yeah. within their weird parameters. It's no better than politicians who will take money from the NRA and yeah. then send their thoughts and prayers. Like, it's just, so the problem is, the problem is really kind of like a legal one. It's the fact that 
that these big platforms like Facebook and Google consider are considered tech platforms as opposed to media companies like publishers like us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that she runs a prostitution ring out of like a pizza shop. Yeah. Like, are you joking? Like, how is that being spread without any sort of like responsibility? I know. There used to be people who were basically like picking were picking the news on mm-hmm. Facebook and like deciding what person what who wants to read what and pushing this or that up. But it basically that no longer exists now. They used, I guess, the algorithm. Yeah, because basically that. what happened was there's this big scandal where um, the trending news used to be decided by, like, actual people. And then it came out that they were kind of, they were picking liberal slanted news stories over conservative ones to go in the trending news. So conservatives freaked out, freaked out. And now Facebook and kind of all these platforms are hyper obsessed with not seeming biased. But this kind of goes back to what we're saying is I'm not saying that you can't put a Fox News article up there or a, a conservative like like a uh, Wall Street Journal is yeah. conservative. Like I'm I'm saying those are real news sources, even if they're slanted in a way that I don't agree with. Those are legitimate places to get your news. Yeah. But don't make an article that's literally like I don't know, like BuzzFeed.xx.russia about yeah, and then push it to people who are going to be influenced by it. And here's the thing: it's like the the conservatives want to argue that oh, like they're not actually being influenced by it. It doesn't actually change anything. Okay, well, I don't think people spend a million dollars because something's not going to mat not going to matter. Yeah, like it just doesn't really make any sense. And it's like they take Facebook is essentially built on trying to keep you on their platform. They mm-hmm. want to make it addictive. That's why sensational things do better than Mm non-sensational things and they want to keep you engaged and addicted and why is it that they can't just do that with true things and Mm -hmm. why is it that they can't just forego a few million dollars like you have you're you basically are looking to be valued a trillion dollars so you can't forego that met a hundred million dollars that you're going to get from russia for the sake of your the I don't know the integrity of the, of democracy the fact that the fact that this is what enabled Facebook to exist the fact that we have a capitalist system and a democratic society like don't don't doesn't Mark Zuckerberg think about giving back to the society that allowed him to be who he is it's I mean Mark Zuckerberg doesn't care about any motherfucking buddy but um, but I've like, seen the social network. I think it's crazy because like there have been times you know and this is just to go back personally where being on Facebook has just sucked so much like everyone is posting negative stuff I couldn't handle it anymore and I've been like you know what I'm gonna delete my Facebook account I'm gonna go off Facebook for a little while and in that time yeah I didn't have to deal with a lot of that social media anxiety, but I couldn't promote comedy shows that I was doing. I couldn't promote articles that I've written on Betches. I lost touch with a bunch of people who, like, that was my main way of being in contact with them. So they've made themselves integral to everybody's lives. They've made themselves obviously integral to us as a media company, getting like our word out, to letting people know what we're doing. They made themselves integral to everything, but they hold no responsibility to any of that content. So it's like maybe they're not a media company in that they're not publishing these things, but they have become the hub for all media to be seen. Right. And they have no, res- they're not pushing it in any responsible right. way. It's just so disappointing because Silicon Valley and all these tech companies, like you look at like a Monsanto or mm-hmm. like a, like, I don't know, a giant products company or like a coke industries where it's like okay you know what you're you should be socially responsible but you're not and i'm not that surprised or like a gun company or like a boeing like yeah. you're not a socially responsible company fine but like or volkswagen who lies about their like engine and, yeah, emissions. Their emissions like we get it being socially responsible is something that you say and you don't do but i don't know i i would have liked to have more faith in companies built by millennials because i mean 
it's it seems like we're all just going to kind of screw over our own future if yeah. you don't if you're only willing to pay lip service to social responsibility and not actually do anything if it costs you a few million dollars. I feel like at this point we're at a point where these big tech companies are as like nefarious as like big steel or like the robber yeah. barons of or like, like back in Goldman the day. Goldman Sachs. Yeah. Like, I, on we positive, can trust them. Yeah, on Positive America I heard this quote that really like stuck with me. It was from a Facebook engineer but spoken by this woman who mm -hmm. was on Positive America. She was also I think on like MSNBC mm -hmm. last night. She said it was our generation's smartest minds are busy trying to get people to figure out how to click on ads. And like that's just what's like yeah. so just like disturbing about it. It's I like know. it's like you're literally using your brain and you have no social purpose. I know. It's not even that you have no social purpose. Like your social purpose is negative. They've built something that is like so powerful and they just are refusing to use it for good, which is crazy. There's one more yeah. thing I wanted to talk about, okay. which is something that happened. This has more to do with Twitter. Okay. But this went down on Twitter this week. Basically, Twitter tried to crack down on the use uh, on Russian bots because Russian bots have still been really active on Twitter. They actually were using the gun reform now hashtag to just like troll people. And one of them, I used the hashtag and one of them responded something weird to me. And I was like, they like sent me an article that didn't make any sense. And they were like, how about you try this? And then another one of my friends pointed out they were like this is a Russian bot because they've just been sending this to yeah. everyone and it doesn't make sense and if you ask them specific questions like their age and stuff like that they can't answer because they're bots so anyway Twitter was cracking down on bots and they removed a bunch of accounts and basically made it so that you were locked out of your account unless you lose and they were like oh we think you're a bot like in this instance it's like oh my god examine your online behavior yeah let's look at let's look at one of the ads that um, they use Danny will you bring up the Bernie the yeah. Bernie looking like a uh, okay, so we have Bernie. I don't yes. know which side it's on. This is a real ad that appeared on Facebook. <laughs> um, as you can see, Bernie Sanders has a six-pack, which he does have in real life. Of course, he's um, also rainbow. He's He is extremely physically fit. Yes. Um, <laughs> and he's this is paid for by LGBT United. Yeah. Like, does this really look like something that Bernie Sanders or anyone who he empowered as one of his, like, political mouthpieces mm -hmm. would put on Facebook? I mean, it is just crazy because it also goes to show, you know, the ads were made on both sides of the aisle. They were just made to, like, rile people up yeah. and they're, they're because, very odd. Because the thing is that the Russians aren't, they don't care if Donald Trump is the president. Their purpose is, like, fundamentally because Russia is not the same philosophically as the West. Their whole kind of, like, existence and, like, the Cold War was about this and about millions, not millions, hundreds of years of Russian history is about Russia being better than the West and being the dominant, the dominant force and they want to be the world power. So for them, this isn't about like, I like Donald Trump more than Hillary. It's about like, what can we do to undermine the concept of democracy and make the citizens distrustful of it so that we can prove that democracy isn't better than what we have, which is why it's not just in America. It's also in Europe. Yeah. It's also in the French elections and the, what I think Belgium, they mm -hmm. had like a whole thing. And it's, it, this isn't, this is so much bigger than just like an ad or one election yeah. or one person being president. This is really about like the fundamental concept of the West that we've had since like the Enlightenment. It's so crazy. If you like, like, so if Mark Zuckerberg wants to be on the side of Russia as opposed to the side of like the entire concept of Western democracy, sure, like that's your choice. But that really is what it's coming down to because that's what you're enabling by allowing these ads and this fake news to happen. They should do the social network too, where like 
Mark Zuckerberg just like goes to Russia and like, or well, Jesse Eisenberg as Mark Zuckerberg just like goes to Russia. Some, some Russian like, hooker like rejects him and now he's trying to like get him back and building like an entire exactly. thing so like to impress this Russian hooker and at the end he's just refreshing her page. We can get Justin Timberlake back in as as Putin, not the Napster guy. He plays Putin in this one. Yeah. I like that. Call it the fake news. Mm -hmm. It sounds <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. The fake news <laughs> yeah. network. Okay, guys. Um, do we have time for one more thing? Yeah, I think we do okay. have time for one more thing. What's your one more thing, Elise? Um, so my one more thing is that if you head over to a website that we just bashed called Twitter.com, <laughs> you will see that the NRA tweeted out a Leslie Nope gif yesterday thanking their like horrifying representative for her time in the CNN gun control town hall and literally every person that was on Parks and Rec is now trolling them and telling them basically to like keep Leslie Nope's name out their mouth. So uh, if you want to go to Twitter and just see people being dragged, which I, I love watching the NRA and all of my many professional and personal enemies be dragged on Twitter, um, yeah. you can see that and it is fun. Yeah. My one more thing is that I heard on Chris Hayes last night that Melania's parents would be considered chain migrants under under Donald Trump's definition of chain migration because her parents have green cards and they and she basically brought them here, mm -hmm. which is what they would call chain migration. So mm -hmm. that should be interesting mm -hmm. to see how he handles his in-laws. I have a feeling that they'll be allowed to stay. Yeah, yeah, I have a feeling that he's just not gonna address that at all. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. this was our show. Mm -hmm. Follow us everywhere. Sign up for the SUP email. Mm -hmm. Go to betches.com slash the hyphen SUP. Mm -hmm. You can listen to this on our podcast. Just a reminder, Lala will be on the podcast right following this exit. Yes. And um, if you guys have any feedback, email us at SUP at betches.com. Mm -hmm. We'd love to hear from you. We do. We, we love do. your feedback. Or you can DM us. And if you tweet nice things at us, I retweet them. Yeah. So tweet nice things at us and I'll yeah. retweet them. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, and vote for us in the Shorty Awards. Oh, we were nominated for Shorty Awards for Best Use of Humor, and we really think we are the best use of humor. Yeah. So, best use of humor us. I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, if you Google Betches Sup Shorty Awards, it'll come up. Yeah. Just You're do good. it. It's also in the email. You can find all these things very easily. Uh, on our, so. It's on our Facebook page uh, where we yeah. disseminate all of our fake news. So, <laughs> so. Uh, until the end of democracy. Or until Elise. we're kicked off Facebook. <laughs> I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Fishbein. And this was the subplot. Yeah. Stay tuned to listen to Lala. Okay. Mm -hmm. Bye. Hello. We're very excited to be here today with Lala Kent from Vanderpump Rules, which if you have been following us, you know, is our favorite show. Mm -hmm. uh, and we are here to talk about feminism. Yes. On our yeah. very first interview, which is very exciting. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. And I can't wait to talk about pussy. Amazing. Oh, same. <laughs> same. Um, so, yeah. For those of you who have been watching this season, Lala has emerged as our resident feminist, which mm -hmm. is not something I would have expected coming from Vanderpump Rules. But it was really great to hear. So yeah. Yeah. I, I'm really proud of all the women this season. I feel mm -hmm. like we have let our guards down and kind of band together. Some people are having a more difficult time, <laughs> but nevertheless, we'll give credit where credit is due. <laughs> yes, very true. So have you always been really interested in women's issues or gay rights and all these things or and you've just the show has just never shown it? Or is this sort of like an emerging interest for you, too? You know, I feel like I've always been into just women and the issues behind, you know, us kind of being pushed to the side mm -hmm. and not being held as equals. Um, and unfortunately, the last two seasons that I was a part of, I just, I, I couldn't 
convey um, my my points or my beliefs because I felt so on the defensive about mm-hmm. other things that didn't really matter. So when I took a step back last year and separated myself from the show, I had a lot of time to reflect on you know, what I stand for and how I was raised. And my mama has raised me to be a strong, independent woman as my dad has done the same for me. So I saw my coming back to the show as you can really do something with Mm -hmm. your voice. Like, why would you not show people what you stand for when you've been given such an incredible opportunity to do so? Yeah, that's really cool. Um, And I'm wondering, you know, was the decision to be like, I'm going to speak openly about feminism and even like saying the word feminism, which a lot of people, it's like a, it triggers a strange reaction in some people. Was it hard for you? In scared men. Yes. In scared men. right? Yeah. Was it hard for you to be like, you know what, I'm going to come out full force and say this is what I believe? Or was it kind of, you were like, I have no other choice at this point? You know, I don't know how, I can't speak for the entire cast, Mm -hmm. but for me, I kind of just dive into the show and whatever I say, I say. And I had no intention of making this my storyline or, you know, having people look at me and go, wow, this is what she really is passionate Mm -hmm. about. It just kind of happened. I watched, you know, two of my, my friends Mm because Katie apologized to me and after that it was like let's have a fresh start there's nothing more powerful than two women putting aside their differences and saying let's band together and make things happen yeah so when I saw Katie and Sheena kind of at each other's throats about their men misbehaving I was like what is our our energy is being directed in the wrong direction Mm -hmm. you know it's like let's come together and be like your man kind of sucked for a minute and your man kind of sucked for a minute. So let's put him in the doghouse and go get a drink. <laughs> yeah. It was, you know, because you look at men and they're like these creatures that are like, you know what? F Monkeys. Them. And then they get together and they're like fist pumping in the club and they're popping <laughs> bottles. And it's like, you know what? Enough. Yeah. Women are about to do the same thing and mm-hmm. all these men are running scared. It's so hilarious to me. It is. And it's interesting to see the way like men's bad behavior sometimes gets put on like the woman that they're with instead of being like they're not held responsible for their own stuff. Like somehow now it's your girlfriend's fault or your ex's fault or whatever. And yeah. so that's how I for felt. For calling him out for cheating. Exactly. You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's like I felt like part of what you were saying was like, you know, men should take responsibility for themselves while we have fun with each other, you know? Mm Exactly. There's, Mm -hmm. let's be honest, as chicks, there's nothing more fun than getting a group of fun bitches together Mm -hmm. and just, like, having the greatest time ever. There's nothing like it. We're Mm -hmm. gonna party after this podcast. (laughs) Way better. I'm holding you to it. Yeah. We have champagne already. Mm -hmm. You guys can't see, but we do. Lala loves her champs. Mm -hmm. No, I I agree with you, and it's crazy because it, it makes me cringe to think about, like, when a man cheats, it's like, well, you obviously weren't satisfying him. It's like, no, he's a dog. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so why. true. So how do you think we get past this culture where women would rather undercut each other than, like, b- put the blame in the right place? Like, do you think it's just easier for us to blame each other? Or, like, where do you think that comes from? And how do we get past that? 
honestly, I think it starts with finding your cause in life. You know, it's it's more than just sitting there and making sure your contour is good and your booty looks big. Mm-hmm. You your know, contour is very good. Yeah. Why, thank yeah. you, and my your love. Your booty looks very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I really do feel like as just women, we need to sit down and say, what do we stand for? Because with your passion comes confidence. And when you can spread that, you have self-love because you're fighting for something that actually matters. And, you know, negativity and hate only breeds, breeds negativity and hate. Mm-hmm. So my my most cringeworthy moment was me body shaming Katie last year because that is so not like me. You know, I went to an all-time low. Mm-hmm. And that was another thing that I... I looked back on and I went, what the F chick? You know, like, why would you ever do something like that? That's not how you were raised. So I did feel this sense of like, okay, it's time to step up to the plate and show people what you really work hard for. And that's having chicks come together and give each other compliments. Mm -hmm. Like you feel right. When you tell a girl like, damn, you look good today. Yeah. Instantly you make a connection. Mm -hmm. You start vibing with each other. You start confiding in each other. You feel safe. And how do you not get along with somebody who's going through the same shit you're going through? That's mm-hmm. very true. You know? Yeah. It's something that I think about a lot is like this phrase that I've heard that's like other people's successes are not your failures. And I think that a lot of times like women are taught like, oh, if you see another woman being successful with a man in life, whatever, that's a, that means that you aren't as successful as she is. And I think that kind of some of what you're talking about here is saying like, no, we can all be successful together. We can all love each other. Everyone in the group can be the pretty one in the group. Like, Absolutely. That yeah. kind because of stuff. Who, who's to say what the perfect lifestyle is? Who's to say what the perfect face is? I mean, mm-hmm. I've right. always been told beauty is in the eye of the beholder and beauty's only skin deep. So my whole thing is, you know, I don't care what you look like, where you come from. Let's all find our passion. Let's all be a voice and back each other when doing so. Right. Mm-hmm. That's really amazing that you are able to say, like, I, I said something I shouldn't have said that, like, is kind of anti what I really believe in. Do you feel like, how do you, why, why do you feel it's so hard for people to be like, okay, I, like, my, I need to check my own views, whether it's, like, about, like, I need to check my privilege or I need to check the way I speak to other women. Right. Why do you think it's so hard for people to kind of, like, embrace that they may have, like, have something to correct about their feminist views or whatever? I think ego is a huge problem. I mean, I know for me, it's like I sit there and I I feel this anger inside. I'm like, girl, your ego is is getting to you. And we got to push that aside because that's what makes men kind of annoying is their egos. Mm -hmm. So true. So that was the number one thing is ego and social media is such a big thing. And it's such an illusion. It's like none of this is real. So true. And it makes it very easy for women to beat themselves up. And when you have self-hate, it's like, what else do you expect Mm -hmm. to put out there if you Mm -hmm. can't love yourself? And that's why I sit there and I tell women, I'm like, no one else is going to toot your horn like you're going to toot your horn. Mm -hmm. You walk out there and you let everybody know, like, this is me and I'm not changing for anybody. And it's, it's pretty incredible what that, what that brings to the table. Yeah. I've been on that side where I sit there and I'm like, your butt's not big enough. You're, you're jaw doesn't look as structured as most and once you sit there and you're like you know what eh, it's like it. in mean girls it's like my my nail beds suck yeah. my pores are huge it's like 
we, I feel like it's like so much of it comes from like self-criticism and if we're willing to be this mean to ourselves right. how, how mean are we willing to be to other people yeah. exactly yeah. I have one last question what do you think about the criticism when people say like especially in the context of the Me Too movement and just like this general like tide that's been changing what is your response to people who say that like celebrities should keep their mouths shut and stick to like being a celebrity um I don't think anybody should keep their mouth shut I think we were you know no matter where you believe we come from whether it's evolution or God we are lucky enough to have a brain and mm -hmm. I think you should use it and mm -hmm. vocalize your opinion however I I would love to to start this talk of how about we stop the only pinpointing and teach younger generations that it is okay to say no it's okay to sit there and be aggressive and say don't touch me like that mm -hmm. don't look at me like that i'm not okay with this because i've been in that situation mm -hmm. where you're like will this further me in you know it's like is this really? normal is this normal for this guy to be stopping an mm -hmm. elevator and trying to make out with me at the age of 14 mm -hmm. what Right, mm -hmm. won't get into news, yeah. yeah. But I will say it is Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, I feel like it is my job, and and you know, mm -hmm. smart, intelligent women are, should sit there and go. You know what? We have your back. We stand right there with you, and let's call people on their shit. But let's also be the voice to sit there and say, how do we prevent this from happening? Yeah. yeah, so that's my my stance on the hashtag Me Too. Mm -hmm. Great, that's wonderful, yeah. really amazing. Yeah, we yeah. love this interview. Yeah, we love Vanderpump Rules, and so we think you're great, great on you. it. Yeah, yeah, you guys it's are so awesome. great to have your voice out there talking about this stuff to different audiences. It's yeah. awesome. Thank yeah. you so yeah. much for yeah. having me. For guys. sure, thank you for what you're doing. All yes, right. thank you mm -hmm. for being the feminist voice on my my favorite show. Let's have more champagne. Yes, let's do it. Yes. All right, guys. Hope you liked it. Say follow. Lala at Lala Kent, right? Yes, follow me at Give Them Lala Beauty as well. Make sure you follow oh, my yes. line on shoplalabeauty.com. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. and yeah, give them Lala. Okay, guys, hope you enjoyed. Bye. 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 Betches.